This is Tools of the Podcast Trade, where you can learn about the tools and resources you can use to start and grow your podcast. Tune in each week as we talk about the help you need to remove the mystery from podcasting so you can become a successful podcaster that can reach your audience where they are. My guest today is Kyle Perry. He's a USMC veteran and International Sports Science Association Master Personal Trainer. He lost 100 pounds after getting sober. And now his life mission is to help men and veterans become strong again through sobriety. Let's there. Kyle, thanks for coming and talking to us on Tools of the Podcast Trade. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. Before we get into unpacking what you do, could you tell us who is Kyle Perry? So I used to work in the corporate world, and that's where I gained all my weight just from drinking from stress after I got out of the military. Now I coach people with mindset, fitness, and nutrition uh, full-time. My wife also coaches uh, – she, like, coaches women. I coach men because some uh, people don't like my aggressiveness. She's a little bit uh, – takes a little bit of a softer approach. But uh, when it comes to trying to help out men, men are very hard – to, they don't want to reach out to other men to ask for help. So you have to make controversial enough stuff on the internet to where they feel like you're kind of attacking their personality to where they finally realize they need to make a change. Because when you're stuck in that that mindset where you're using vices to keep you uh, at bay and kind of numb your emotions, you don't realize how deep off you really are. So that's kind of like my mission, kind of how I am on uh, social media, is to captivate the attention of the audience that's paying attention to it and then feel like I'm actually attacking them as a person so they realize they need to actually internalize the change. Okay. So so you mean you have to get men aggressive to pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you for that. Also, I'm assuming you were a veteran at one point. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps for four years, so okay. I was in the Marine Corps from 2013 to 2017. A lot of my friends stayed in. Um, my really, my best friend from the Marine Corps, he got out of the Marines and went to the Army Special Forces, so now he's in the Army. He gets out in February, and we have a couple cool things that we want to do. Uh, we want to open up sober camps, so like a sobriety house, but for veterans where they come and do like three long day missions and then they kind of get put back on the path. And after they pass eight of those, we want to turn them into a business owner where they can open up their own camp in their state. So that's kind of like the overall mission. I'm just waiting for him to get out right now. Right. Right. Okay. And I know that there's a brotherhood around veterans, but really why focus on veterans? Um, So 22 Military members or veterans kill themselves a day, which is an extremely high number. And it's because like America throws them away once they get out. Mm. And I've seen the people and their mindset that they go through when they get out. Like I've seen veterans get treated really poorly at work, even though they've done some crazy things for this country. Mm-hmm. But just because they have a boss now, that boss talks to them kind of crazy at work or they don't respect what they went through. But if it wasn't for those men and women that put themselves to that hardship, that that boss wouldn't even be able to have a job. So I just want to put like America back on the forefront and like treat the people that deserve to be treated well correctly. Cause it's almost yeah. like masculinity or veterans that actually did something for this country. It's like they got forgot about cause we're not at a time of war anymore. But like back when nine 11 happened, everybody was very patriotic and loved those kinds of people cause they went and fought for us. But now that we don't need them anymore, they get thrown away. Right, right. Yeah, I understand. I've seen that. I've read about it, and it's really a shame. So I am glad that you are actually turning back around and helping, giving a helping hand, so to speak. 
because I do understand that the mindset is part of, you know, why they react, right? Because you went on a job, you did your job, you came back and you need help because what you saw is normal life. I understand that. And so you need help. And I appreciate you reaching out. My son was in the army, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people are like scared to talk about it nowadays. They act like it don't happen or it hasn't happened. And like, that's one thing that's kind of going wrong in society. We try to like hide everything instead of Mm. actually talk about our emotions and our feelings and everything that's going on internally. Well, that's a man thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah. So, so then it's good that it's, it's a man reaching out to men as opposed to even the VA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just a lot of like, not even just veterans, just men in general, they're very hard headed. They don't like reaching out for help. So unless you put the help out there, they're never going to find it. They're never right. going to go out and seek it. Okay. So can you explain what you do to us? I understand the weight loss. And I've seen some mindset stuff that you're doing. So can you explain your work um, and what you do for your client? Yeah, so pretty much I took all my life experience, my knowledge, my pain, my own weight loss, and I packaged packaged it into a giant program for people. So I have seven fitness certifications, plus I have seven business certifications. I was one of the youngest plant managers on paper for a chemical company. So I take all that experience on top of my weight loss, on top of my fitness, And I just package it into a giant mindset, fitness, and nutrition training program. So what my training program consists of, they'll get a one weekly call inside the group of everyone else trying to impact themselves and change their lives because you need a community to support you. So Mm -hmm. I have them network with each other. I have them comment on each other's Instagrams. I have them tag each other in challenges. Because if you have a supportive group, it's a lot easier to do. We all know that one person that tried to lose weight, but their spouse didn't want to. So then they reverted or like their kids' foods were in the house. So they reverted. So if you have somebody on the opposite end of the phone that can help you on top of your coach, you have a secondary realm of people you can reach out to. Like, let's say they feel like they're bugging me too much. Well, they might have made a friend in the group, and now they reach out to the friend because they're kind of still kind of scared to reach out to the person that's supposed to be helping them. So I build that community up. I have a mindset call. It's kind of like a podcast like we're doing, but it's a group of like 50, 60 people, depending on how many people join the call. And they ask me questions about their mindset and how they can fix what they went through and what they did wrong that week. So I just break down throughout because one of my certifications is a transformation certification, which is transformation of the mind. So it teaches you the different leadership styles that you can use per person for their mindset. So I use that certification when I'm speaking to someone Uh, depending on what they need like because sometimes like my aggressiveness it's only going to work to a certain point and then i got to like refrain from how i'm doing it and move to a different pathway because everyone has different days and sometimes the aggressiveness is not going to work on them they're just going to break and you can't do it same thing like if you have kids like obviously i'm an aggressive person but i'm not like that with my kids because you would just break your kids so you got to know who you're talking to every time you talk to someone yeah no your audience all that up into a giant program and that's what they that's what i coach Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. So mindset, it's one of my biggest thing because I know whatever is going on usually have something to to do with how we think, right? So tell us how you shifted your mindset from working and ignoring yourself to helping other people. So one of the biggest things that happened in my life that made me eventually want to quit drinking forever is I had gotten sober and then I started drinking again because I was one of those people like, oh, it's just like a couple beers here and there. 
Um, me and my wife, we went on a cruise and um, an altercation ended up happening. I got in a fight with this other guy. And um, the next day we're on the cruise and the cruise ship comes over the, over the airlines. And they're like, we have to we have an emergency situation where we have to go back to port. Somebody has something wrong internally. They have uh, someone slipped and fell and hit their head. But at the time, I didn't know that. And I thought it was what happened with the guy and me. And I thought hey, like maybe he had internal bleeding. So like everything was rushing through my head. I'm like, I'm not dodging this bullet. It's the last time. Like the, alcohol always used to get me into situations like that. And once that happened, I'm like, I need to stop drinking because uh, I'm just an angry person by nature or like relatively negative by nature and alcohol brings it out. So I just told myself, like, I'm not, I'm going to fix everything I can. So if anybody watches my Instagram, I have like one of the most structured lives anyone's ever seen. Like I wake up, I do my burpees and then I do the exact same thing every day because without that kind of structure, my life goes haywire really fast. Cause most people that have an addictive personality, you, you can make yourself addicted to hard work and like, getting better and becoming an entrepreneur most entrepreneurs have a very bad past because of that so they turn it into the entrepreneurship versus the drugs alcohol and everything else yeah that's true you can use anything as a drug right quote unquote yeah okay like podcasts like i feel really good when i do podcasts it's almost like a euphoric feeling and i have to like come down off the podcast the next like yeah. after the next couple hours like because it's a super cool thing to be able to impact people all, all across the world on just a cell phone Yes, yes, definitely. All right. I appreciate you being, you know, so wide open with us. And I'm going to shift it to podcasting and people living their dreams through podcasting. And I want you to tell us how can we create that mindset that we, regardless of our struggles, right, we can focus on our dreams, our passions, on creating that message that we want to prepare for someone. You just have to start. No one's good at anything when they first do it. Um, and you don't need a lot. Like all I have is a ring light and, a, and my iPhone. And I have like a $20. I used to have this really expensive microphone. And like it doesn't even sound as good as like this $15 microphone I mm -hmm. use now. It's just trial and error. And I just got like a really nice backdrop for my podcasting moving forward that just got here right before we started. But they just have to start. And they have to learn how to tell their story. And they have to learn how to talk on camera. It's going to feel awkward at first. But you just have to picture like I just act like I'm really talking to someone someone versus a phone and it changes the dynamic of it a lot because like if i know i might be able to save one extra person then that's all i'm here for they right. just need to find what they're there for like let's say your podcast is to teach people how to do business you just have to be able to t speak to those people that are struggling in business right now and let them know you can help them because you helped yourself right okay all right thank you all right so tell us about what creates an unbreakable mindset. That's something for you. Have, yeah. You have to build enough discipline to be able. So when you first start, it's not going to work. You have to stop going around people that are trying to say, it's just one more beer. It's just this one more sandwich. It's just this one more anything. Because if you don't have the discipline to tell them no, they're going to revert you every single time. Right. But like the ideology behind building an unbreakable mindset is you build so much discipline that when somebody tells you like, hey, it's just one more beer. And you're like, no, I'm going to take a water anyways. You can get to that point no matter how bad your addiction was if you actually want to change your life. Like I can go around alcohol now. I can't like drink it because I still like one beer will turn into 50. But I can go around and watch people drink alcohol and not have the craving anymore because I know I have a true purpose in life and that's helping others. So I tell myself every day like if I broke from what I'm doing right now, 
if I slip, everyone underneath me and my coaching group falls, and I'll never let somebody fall. So they just you just have to internalize the change, and then you have to realize that there's, a, there's a bigger purpose to your life, and you have to find out what it is for you. Like it might not be fitness for them, but it could be their kids, their wife, their friends, their mom and dad, whatever they actually want to live for. Because like if you wake up every day and you're you're hang you're hungover and you wasted three days out of the week, you're not you're not operating at a high enough level. And the way everything's such a you can door dash anything nowadays. So it feels like it's supposed to be the norm. But none of this is normal. Like we created this normalcy in like the last 20 years. Food used to be hard to get. And now you can get it anywhere. And alcohol is the same way because alcohol is everywhere. Like everyone feels like you have to celebrate with either food or alcohol. Right. Yes. Yes. So so basically the unbreakable mindset sounds like it's where you need to say no when you need to say no. And to just get going, like move, like you said before, just start whatever it is that you have in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, even if like it's weight loss, just start walking, just start simplicity, start with the most simple form of it. And then as you get better, you just, you just amplify it. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you to tell us how we can get in touch with you. But before you do that, I really want to hear a little bit more about your backstory, your struggles. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I ended up, this is why I talk about you have to internalize the change so much. The whole reason I ended up going to the Marine Corps, if you Google my city, it's one of the worst cities per per capita in all of America. So it only has a like 40,000 people in it, but the crime rate is extremely high. Mm-hmm. And I just fell victim to that. I hung around the wrong people. I did the wrong things. Uh, alcohol was still in my life then. And um, I was always getting in fights or like there was always drama. And so I left for the Marine Corps. But the thing about the military is those same people did the same thing as you. They tried to leave their environment. So you can find those same like-minded people in there too. And that's what I did the first like two years. I hung out with like people that came from the same kind of background as me. And I didn't really take it as serious. And like, I almost, there was a point in time where some stuff happened in the Marine Corps. The guys ended up not testifying, but I was, there was a point in time where I could have got like 15 years in the brig for some stuff that happened. And, uh, I didn't internalize the change yet. So if you don't internalize the change, that's why I preach about that so much. You're not a product of your environment. You're a product of your mindset. Mm -hmm. So I came from a kind of like a a toughest background. My parents tried to keep me away from it because my brother's a five-time felon. But the thing about it, when parents try to keep you so far away from things, once you turn 18, you revert and you go insane. Like Because you were almost treated like a prisoner because they tried to save you from it, but they didn't let you experience enough of it. So then you go the other way. So it can backfire so. So I was definitely one of those people that kept making the excuses. I was just a product of my environment. And then I left for the Marine Corps. I've always been a really hard worker. Like when I got out of the Marine Corps, I mean, I became super successful in the corporate world, but I was still getting in trouble. I never got arrested again, but there was times where I like had run-ins with the cops still. I just never got in enough trouble or got caught. And then like within the last year and a half, two years, really, really, I improved my life. I tell the story all the time on my Instagram is, uh, it was like two years ago, my wife found me on my basement steps and I was drowning in my throw up. And that's actually how my best friend died when I was 21. So I almost died exactly how my best friend died. And I used to say that as a, I used to say, how could you let that that happen to you? Because like, I would justify it just like a lot of alcoholics justify is like, oh, it's legal. It's alcohol. It's not drugs like they Mm -hmm. But you don't think it's going to hurt you the same way it hurts Mm -hmm. them. But it's just as bad, if not worse, because it's so much easier to get than it is to get Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I have, I know someone who struggled with 
well, two members of my family who struggled with alcohol, and yeah, it's it's not a pretty sight. Very easy to hide too, because yeah, tell people you can tell someone you're sober, and then you hide it in places, or you drink when no one's around, and then you think they're sober and they're not. Mm-hmm. I used to like lie to myself all the time, like, "Oh, I only had six beers today. I'm doing fine." But six beers on a daily basis is a lot if you think about it. So, yeah. And at one point in time, I was drinking a 24 pack a night, and then sometimes I'd go to the gas station and get more. Right. But I would justify as like, I still worked out a lot. So I was super strong. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just balking. That's what an excuse I would use. Like when my parents would see me or like my, my friends or like somebody, cause you always, you, you always justify it. Cause you can't, you can't, it's hard to self-assess until you realize what you need to start doing personal development, taking your life serious. You can't, you can't, you don't realize what you're doing in the moment. Yeah. True. True that. All right. Thank you. What is Kyle grateful for today? I'm grateful for my family and my kids. My my kids are like the prime factor, especially my wife. My wife's like my best friend. I I, I give her a shout out every time I can because that's another thing I don't like in today's society. Like I know I talk about bringing masculinity to the forefront, but we also need to bring strong women to the forefront because without a strong woman, a man can't. Uh, like from the dawn of time, all kings had a had a queen, and like we need to get back to society as using each other intertwined in society instead of putting men and women together because there's a lot of strong women out there right now standing up because there's not enough strong men so it's kind of putting a divide in the system but we need to realize that you need a strong woman by your side to support you because even when i was going through my hard times my wife never gave up on me and now like we're both able to enjoy the fruits of my labor i can work from home with the kids she's getting ready to quit her job to help me coach full-time all just because she's stuck and stuck beside me and believe me like you just need somebody that you can be there that can be there for you and we need to put that back in society as well yeah amen to become one right <laughs> exactly yeah all right so tell us how we can get in touch with you like your handles and your website and stuff like that so everything's directly uh through my instagram it's perry's underscore powerhouse underscore fitness i don't have any websites because i like to talk to people through direct messaging first okay. before they sign up because not everyone's ready to make the change yet and it's not about the money i don't want you to sign up and not take the plan serious because i'm my whole mission is to change people's lives. And if you have a good success story, that's going to help me change 20 more lives versus the couple hundred dollars you paid me and didn't take it serious. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. And we'll put the handle in the show notes for you. All right. So before I let you go, could you give us one or two pieces of advice for focus on a podcaster? Because a lot, most, well, I think all podcasters have a message and they have a specific message for a specific person. But we we fuff about and we waffle and we struggle getting that message out. So give us a couple of pieces of advice. If anybody wants to do anything with their life, they need to just take the chances. So many people in my life told me that this wouldn't work. and My content was too aggressive. And um, I've landed... Um, some pretty cool places in the last couple of months by taking my, my business serious. I've met Andy Frisella, which is like, he's a huge uh, supplement company owner. I met Birdman, the rapper. I went to dinner with him not so long ago because he's best friends with my mentor. I've met some people that most people would dream about meeting. And it was all because I can, I stopped listening to the people around me and I started listening to my internal self and what I needed to do on my purpose. So if, if you're, if you keep, having these envisions of like being a more successful person or making more money or getting a better career. That's God telling you that you have a better purpose out there and you need to go after it. Same thing with like anxiety and depression. That's your body telling you there's something wrong and you 
you need to fix it. So if you're having those feelings and are you like you listen to a podcast like this and you get motivated, you're not getting motivated for no reason. That's that's a, a, some universal power telling you you've got something greater in you and you just need to unlock. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate you coming and talking to us, telling us, you know, sharing your backstory and talking about that unbreakable mindset. I really did like that when I saw it. So I appreciate you. Any parting shot? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Just if you guys want to find me, just get a hold of me on Instagram and then everybody just stay to the course and stay true to yourself and just find your purpose and life will change instantly. Yep. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Got questions about podcasting? Do you find yourself struggling with the tools and strategies that you know will help you launch and grow your show? Why not join the New West Podcasters Club where you can get your questions answered by me or one of our guest experts? The link to our next meeting is below. Sign up today and don't let confusion about podcasting stop you from owning your genius. Whether you're an individual or a nonprofit, the New West Podcasters Club is where podcasters come for answers. Link below for our next meeting.